Now, I'm not sure about you, but my experience when I found out I was pregnant was very, very confusing. Um, <laughs> I am a stickler with it when it comes to my menstrual cycle. I have been tracking my menstrual cycle since I was in middle school. Um, whether it was a calendar, journal, apps nowadays, I've always known my cycle, even without tracking it. I just know when it's going to come. It's always came around the same time. And so things were looking pretty good for us. We had been anticipating <laughs> my menstrual cycle coming because, you know, we're pretty careful. At least we were. And it didn't come. And I checked my app. And the day that my period was supposed to come kept moving back a day. And I had actually called a friend and my friend was the one that told me to take a pregnancy test because I was going to wait for that home to come. Okay. She was going to come one day. <laughs> and I was just always that kind of person to have pregnancy tests. I always have a bunch of things, you know, that's just like the teacher in me, but I've always just had a bunch of supplies in my house. Anyway, so I had a bunch of different kinds of pregnancy tests especially the Dollar Tree pregnancy test, and then I had a clear blue. So I tried, I legit tried five Dollar Tree pregnancy tests because I just didn't believe it because it's a dollar. I mean, how you gonna know I'm pregnant? You only a dollar, like, you know? <laughs> I tried five, and there was definitely two lines, but they were the, the lines were a little faint. So I wasn't really believing it because, you know, I need to see two solid lines before I believe this shit. And when I took the first test, I had already called my fiance at the time. And I'm like, listen, I just took a pregnancy test. Bro, you need to start hitting your ass over here. He was already coming home from work. I'm like, you need to scoot, skadoodoo now. Um, and I took the clear blue test when he actually got home and that's kind of how we found out we were really 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 pregnant <laughs> and I cried um <laughs> I cried my ass off and I'm gonna be honest it was tears of sadness it was not initially tears of joy and I don't regret that at all because I I had to and and I want this to be normalized we don't all have the same reactions to when we find out we're pregnant. I have and I am a very organized planner kind of woman. I had a layup for how my life was going to go and what I wanted to do and how I was going to do it. And being pregnant and having and starting a family was at the end of that list because I was still in school. My husband and I were, we had just got engaged. We were planning a wedding. I was trying to become a full-time professor at a university. I There were so many things that I was doing, so many things that we wanted to do, travel, and then there was COVID, that being having a family was at the back because I wanted to at least establish something for myself first before I had a family because I knew, and my husband knows, that I I told them once I have once I am pregnant, I am removing myself from the workforce. I will not be a part of the workforce no longer. I want to stay at home. I am going to homeschool our kids. I this is what I want to do. And he said, Okay, great, sounds wonderful. 
And that was our agreement. We were not in the space to do that as of yet. And all of my hopes and dreams and aspirations literally came crushing down in that one moment. And, you know, obviously afterwards I felt immediately bad because I'm like, am I not wanting this child? Like, what does that even mean? Like, am I regretting being pregnant? Which, not at all. And for any of you parents, mama or papas, where you've heard, you know, I'm pregnant or you are the one that is pregnant and your reaction isn't immediately joy, don't take that as you regret the pregnancy or you regret being pregnant or you regret your child if you already have one and you're no longer pregnant like we, I'm not. Um, Let yourself have a moment to express or feel however you want. Allow your mind to really mourn what you had anticipated your life to go like. Especially if, you know, in our case, it wasn't a unplanned pregnancy, but it wasn't planned neither. We were definitely okay if it did happen. We just didn't expect it to happen so quickly. (laughs) And so it's okay to give yourself that time to mourn the life you had assumed you would be able to have. And, you know, especially depending on your circumstances, whether it's the partner, financial situations, or where you're living, you can, you are allowed to give yourself that time. So I I really just want to mention that because when I felt bad and guilty, I was like, I'm already a bad mom and my baby not even freaking a month yet. (laughs) You know, and, you know, I, I really was killing myself because I felt like that, but I didn't realize how much I needed that because I, I literally just jumped into a completely new chapter in my life. A chapter that I am in love with, but it's a completely new chapter nonetheless. And so, girl, when I found out I was pregnant, <laughs> yeah, when I found out I was pregnant, I was really, really excited. I called my mom, my sister, my best friend at the time and showed them the pregnancy test and we was all like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh really really great now what are some things especially if you are pregnant at the moment that you're listening to this or you want to be pregnant and you want to do things differently I'm going to really just talk about what the trimesters can look like if this is your first time being pregnant what you can anticipate everyone's pregnancy is different do not take these with a grain of salt, well, take these with a grain of salt, actually. Um, Do not take everything I'm saying word for word or, you know, make that your path. Just know that there's so many possibilities that these may be one of yours. And if none of these are your possibilities, then wonderful. Um, If they are, then just know you're not alone. Um, And so we're going to go through the first, second, and third trimester all together, guys. So much fun. (laughs) And... In the first trimester, when you just find out you're pregnant, I found out at four weeks. That is very, very early, especially with the at-home test. Most of the time, if you find out that early, you had blood drawn at a doctor's office. But I got mine in a, you know, at-home clear blue test, Dollar Tree test, because I'm very aware of my menstrual cycle. So I was able to know, sorry, right now. And so, um... Your first trimester is from point of conception 
up until I think 14, 15 weeks. And so that's about three months. And those first three months, now I can only speak from my experience, those first, that first trimester was hell. I hated it. Um, <laughs> I hated it, but I loved it because I'm going to appreciate the moment that I'm in and I'm thankful that I'm allowed and able to go through these moments. Um, and I took it with grace, but oh Lord, I hated it. I'll be honest. All that cutesy, cutesy, thank you, Jesus, all moment was wonderful and all, but I hated it. It, I hated it. I did. Oh my gosh. I could never have imagined <laughs> that that's what it would have looked like. I had HG and I did not know until it was over, which sucks. Um, if you don't know, there are specific times of the year that there are a lot more women who are pregnant. And those times include late summer. So from August, September, a lot of women find out they're pregnant around that time. Um, Valentine's Day. <laughs> and the very beginning of summer. And so it's almost like weddings. There's peak seasons <laughs> in this. And so... I, I was in the peak season and there were no appointments for me until I was almost into my second trimester, which by then I had already suffered my suffering. And so any medication or anything that would have helped, I mean, I still took them, but it, I don't already did all of it myself at this point. I didn't need none of it. So I suffered. <laughs> And that suffering was terrible. My husband was scared out of his mind. He was fearful. This is our first child together. And uh, he just did not know what to do. He was not aware of what HG was or what are ways to relieve it. What are some things that can be done? And depending on how severe it is, I'm not even going to say the whole word because I'm not really sure how to pronounce it correctly. But... Um, if you Google HG in pregnancy, you'll, it'll come up. And I mean, there's a lot of different medicines and lollipops and bracelets and bands and drinks and teas that you can take and you can try to do to alleviate your nausea. Um, but it may not work. For me, it did not work. I tried everything from ginger to ginger ale to Gatorade to Ensure to just water, to crackers, to bread, to oranges, to lemon, to the lollipops. The only thing that actually did help was actually having medication. Um, something else might have helped for my 420 moms, but that's just, you take what you need from that information and go about how you please. And so... <laughs> I just know that I've heard it helps a lot, just saying. In whichever form you want to take it in, tea, food items, herb, you know, the list goes on. Oil, just saying. I've heard it helps. I'm definitely doing it next time if I run into that issue. So, um, one thing I didn't know is that morning sickness is not just the morning. In fact, most of the time, it's not really in the morning. It's usually in the afternoon and at night. So I don't know why it's called morning sickness. It should just be called sickness. Because that's what the hell was happening. I was just sick of it every day. And so for those first three months, you definitely want to 
ease on the side of precaution if you are dealing with HG. If you have no morning sickness, no sickness, no nausea or anything, um, then move about how you normally would. You, It would be recommended that you may look into what kind of care that you would want. Do you want a midwife? Are you doing a birthing center? Are you doing an at-home birth? Um, you may be interested in a doula at this time. Are you going traditional with an OBGYN? Um, are you going inside of a hospital? These are some of the things that you may want to start thinking about just so you can begin your maternal care. You would also want to check in with your insurance and see how much they cover. That is really, really important. You do not want to just go to any office and have to pay out of pocket for a another pregnancy test or you know, sometimes they'll do an ultrasound. Ultrasounds are very expensive, and that's not a cost that you want to be surprised with at the end of a visit. And so you want to definitely know those things and be aware, write things down. This is a great time to have a journal. If you want to buy a pregnancy journal, you can. I had two, and I love them. I filled them out completely. Or you can write it on your phone with however you jot things down, but I think it's best to write things down. Because pregnancy brain is real. And it is, you know, manageable, but it is definitely real. So writing things down <laughs> is going to be your lifesaver. Post-it notes are amazing. And so that's normally the first trimester. Along with the first trimester, you want to look into prenatals. The kind of prenatals matters a lot. You might want to get a prenatal kit that is a like two steps. I use the brand Rainbow Light. Now, Rainbow Light, I ain't sponsored by them, but if you are somehow listening to this, we should definitely talk. I loved Rainbow Light because they had a lot, their percentages of the vitamins and minerals and everything that I needed for the baby, for me and baby, was very high. It was a lot higher than most of the other um, prenatals in the market. And so I appreciated that. And they also had, I think it's called DHA, which is for brain development. And so you had your prenatals and then you had your DHA, which are two separate pills. And that's why I said like a two-step thing. So you could just take prenatals, but they might not have DHA or they could, but it's at a low dosage. And then you might want to get another that's just DHA. You also want to maybe take some fish oil. And this is where the your provider would be helpful in letting you know what you may need, what you may not need. Um, a lot of women need I would need a supplement of iron. I definitely did. I have low iron anyways, and so <laughs> I def I needed a supplement regardless. Um, and so you want to look into those things. I recommend Rainbow Light. It is a vegan, gluten free. Well, for prenatals, they weren't vegan, but they do have um, other vitamins that are pre, um, vegan options, but it is gluten-free, vegetarian, and they're just amazing, an amazing brand. Um, made me feel really good, really energetic, took it throughout my entire pregnancy, and they also have postnatal pills as well, which is very, very important to remember. So you might want to just have postnatal, you might want to just get your postnatals with your prenatals, because once the baby comes, you're going to forget to take them or even buy them. So write that down. <laughs> After that, your first trimester, just enjoy it. 
um, enjoy that time. If you don't want to tell anyone, that's your choice. If you want to tell the whole world, that's your choice as well. We decided to just tell our immediate family. So that's my mom, my sister, you know, my brother, his mom, his brother. And, you know, just really like just our, my aunts, just our immediate family. No one outside of my mom's sisters or his mom's sisters. Um, and then, you know, we are... He's a photographer. I am a blogger, educator, speaker. And so I told social media at my second trimester because I actually disappeared. <laughs> For those three months, I was not on social media. With HG and being nauseous or throwing up literally every second of every day for three months, the last thing I want to do is go on social media. So... It was it, it fell in line pretty well for me to just disappear. Um, so that's really your first trimester. You're really just excited. You're hearing a lot of different things. You might want to download a couple of apps um, to help you track your weeks along. I used um, the Baby Center app, and I also used the um, What to Expect When You're Expecting app because they both had different bits of information and. When it comes to pregnancy, labor, parenthood, I always say the more that you can immerse yourself with, the better. Everyone's experience in life is different. Everyone's body is different. Thus, everyone's pregnancy will be different. Everyone, the way that someone responds to something will be different. However, the more data you collect or the more people that you talk to and the more podcasts that you listen to like mine, you'll be able to at least make some comparisons and see what may work, what may not. And you at least have a lot more options or, you know, variety of things that can happen or possibilities. And so that's your first trimester. Well, that was mine. But just take in what's happening and appreciate it. But one thing I have to say is try to take photos of especially yourself before being pregnant and just, you know, maybe weekly bump pics. Maybe monthly, especially in those first few months, because ain't nothing happening. Um, and take moments of when you actually feel a flutter and you can feel the baby move and things like that. You'll definitely appreciate them after. Trust me, I still look at them. Now, second trimester. Second trimester, or also known as the glowing period. Second trimester was honestly the best trimester, hands down. Love second trimester. It was so much fun. I felt literally the week my second trimester came, nausea just stopped like a hard stop. Like it was, it was crazy. It was like nothing ever happened. I was happy. I was more energetic. I was taking less naps. I my appetite was back. Oh, I had bad food aversions. My sense of smell was crazy. I could smell every single ingredient being placed in food. And if I didn't agree with one, I, I didn't want the whole dish. I can smell what somebody ate for breakfast. It was bad, at least for like scent and food aversion. But we got over that scent. That's just one of our superpowers, okay? Um, I actually started to leak colostrum at 16 weeks so that is a fun fact that a lot of women can leak colostrum pretty early on into their pregnancy and 
there's no scientific data to correlate with how that relates to your supply. Um, so don't, you know, try to put those two together because I sure did. Um, your breasts will definitely start to change in shape, size, maybe even the feel of them. Your a um, aura. <laughs> oh gosh, your nipples and areola will change color. It might change in texture. You might start to see a lot more um, bumps on them. I I gained skin tags, which is something that my mom has, and they went away, and so now they're just moles. Some of them went away completely, and some of them stayed, and I, I, I love them, but uh, you can get skin tags if that is something that genetically is in your family. If you have a family, once again, genetics, if your family has a history of Pregnancy gingivitis, that's something that often gets overlooked. Um, your teeth can fall out, especially if you have HG, like I did. I had really bad cavities, and I just had a lot going on in my mouth. And I actually had extended pregnancy gingivitis because I'm still breastfeeding. And so I, we just got rid of it like a few months ago, and so now we're good, but it was real bad. Um, you, around this time as well you may start to notice 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 that your skin may be getting drier or it may be getting more oily a lot more things are getting produced your body has at least started to formulate things your the placenta is starting to grow and form and be a lot more sturdier which is amazing um, by the end of your second trimester, you may start to feel some flutters or some light kicks, depending on your size, actually. If you're a thicker woman like I am, it may take a little longer for you to feel those kicks, but if you're a slimmer woman, you might be able to feel them earlier in your pregnancy. I, I had a, a friend that felt flutters at 14 weeks, um, so it, it is different for every, every woman. So for second trimester, you want to start to prepare for labor, for birth. Though that trimester is amazing and you want to start, you know, you may find out the gender. We did. We didn't do any early testings or anything. I opted out of genetic testings because how my child is born is how my child is born and I will love them and care for them regardless. And so um, I found out the gender at... 20, 20 or 21 weeks um, and we did an, an anatomy scan and that's how you would typically find out the gender and so you know as fun as it is to finally start searching for clothes or you may have gotten a name I had my name I had name we had names for both genders so regardless we were gonna be set <laughs> and you know it may be exciting you might want to do baby shower and you know photo shoots and all this stuff but we also have to remember that the baby has to escape we have to mentally prepare for that moment we can't hide away from that moment we can't ignore that moment forever it will happen it is going to happen <laughs> and we should be prepared for that and so learning as much as you can during this time if classes have opened back up definitely try to take some Lamaze classes 
take some infant CPR classes. That is gravely important. My husband and I, we are both CPR, AED, AED and first aid for adult and infant certified. And so we are well prepared to handle anyone's choking hazards. Um, we have a fully stocked uh, first aid kit, which I feel like is important. There's a lot of things that happen. You might want to, if you didn't your first trimester, definitely look into what your birthing options are. What are things that your insurance covers? Are you more interested in having a home birth, a birthing center birth, or a hospital birth? Um, like I said, what does your insurance cover? How much of it do they cover? Um, what are some things that you can do? Now would be a great time to see a chiropractor. The chiropractor literally saved my life. And also make sure that they are Webster certified, which means that they are, they have additional trainings to work with pregnant people, which is really, really important because if you get adjusted by a chiropractor who may not be knowledged in pregnancy, um, they can tear your placenta. Things can go wrong, cervix may open, things can happen which can um, probably induce a early labor. And so we don't want that. And so second trimester is really, really fun. It's a lot of studying. Get as much info as possible. Ask as many questions as possible. Download the Pina app if you don't know what that is. It's like Tinder for moms. Um, try to create your own village. There's a lot of us um, that, I mean, I know friends who didn't have a village or a community and try to build one. You can create a village. You don't have to be born with one, though it is nice and it's an amazing privilege to have. But if you don't have one, you should not do parenthood alone. It is not a journey or experience that is welcomed alone. Do it with someone else, even if that person is only there for the time of your pregnancy, whether it's a friend or whomever. You definitely want to just have someone to share those experiences and those moments with because every pregnancy is different. And even if you decide to have more kids, they will never, it will never be the same experience. And so um, I would definitely recommend that if you're suffering with any kind of mental health issue, this would be a great time to look into a therapist and speak about what may be your options, especially for after pregnancy. Um, because if you are diagnosed with depression, it might get worse after pregnancy. And so these are just things that you want to be mindful of because you want to have a mindful labor and birth. That is actually one of the ways to have a painless labor and birth. I can say that my labor and birth was an, a blissful experience and I literally... The second I pushed our daughter out, I looked at my midwife and said, that was an amazing feeling. And she was like, you did really good. And I'm like, thank you. I felt like I did good. You know, like <laughs> I could feel us working together. It was an, it was such an amazing, oh, I love watching the photos of me giving birth. It was just such a joyous experience for everyone in the room. Um, I just loved it. Um, but what helped is my ability to 
dig for more research, see what are my options. This is a great time to um, talk about with your doctor what are some tests that you might have to take. There's a B-strep test, taking um, the test for gestational diabetes. There are options in doing that test. You don't necessarily have to drink the juice. There's some places where they'll allow you to eat and take your blood for that, or you can have jelly beans or candy, something else that's also sugary. And, you know, there are options out there. Um, you want to definitely see what are your options or talk about vaccines. Are you open with vaccines? What are some vaccines that you, you don't want your baby to have on their first day? Are you going to wait for vaccinations? The, there's so many things that we can do dig into it's a lot and that's why we have 10 months to research and and at least kind of plan and see what we can do and what are our options if all of our plans fail what is the next step what is an emergency c-section what does that look like what is interventions what is a foley balloon what would i need a catheter these are things that we need to know of before they happen even if you don't think they will happen to you I wholeheartedly told myself and told everyone on my birth team, I do not want any interventions. I mean, I had a birthing center um, as my birth choice, and I had a midwife and a doula, and that's it. And so we were all already on the same page, but just to reiterate, I definitely did not want any interventions, no medicine, no epidural. I was against a C-section unless my life or the baby's life was in immediate and dire danger. And even then, I wanted to see what are some, what are options, what are things that we are allowed to do when that does happen, what are things that we can't do. Um, if you are giving birth at a hospital or birthing center, you, you want to look up what are their rules, what are things that you can do, what can you bring, what can't you bring. Um, especially post-COVID-ish. I don't even know where we are in this COVID life. But um, a lot of rules have changed. You want to keep yourself updated and check on everything so you're not confused and learning like, or at least your partner isn't learning like a headless chicken when you are in your birthing process. (laughs) And so that's the second trimester. It's a wonderful time. I enjoyed completely our second trimester. I flew a lot, which is a, a concern for a lot of women. I flew almost every other month, or if not every month. Uh, the, the last time I did fly, I mean, the travel was at 30 weeks. And so I just couldn't be bothered with getting on a plane, but I definitely could have if I wanted to. Um, there's no issues with flying on a plane. The only concern with being on an airplane is just blood circulation. Um, depending on how long your flight is, my flights were usually under three hours. And so I would get up a few times, walk along the aisles, you know, just stretch my legs out, wear compression socks. Oh, compression socks are amazing. I'm wearing them now. (laughs) Maybe have, not maybe, definitely have a liter of cold water or just water in general, Um, having some ice packs or heating pads or something for swollen feet, and you're all set. You can travel whenever, however long you want. 
it's up to you, to your discretion, and obviously your doctors if you have if you're high risk or anything of that nature. Now, the best part and the saddest part, the third trimester, which isn't the last trimester because there is a fourth one, but that's going to be another episode. So the third trimester, really at this time, you're at the home stretch. Third trimester is from 27 weeks on. And so you're really being able to see and finalize this beautiful journey that you've been on. And trust me, that that those 10 months, because I gave birth at exactly 40 weeks on my daughter's, you know, due date, which isn't really an exact time, but, you know, the, whatever date that was, that's when she came out. And so for 10 months, 10 whole months, because I found that at four weeks, I was able to do the entire pregnancy journey. And I took lots of photos, lots of videos. I read to our daughter. We both read to our daughter every single night. I hugged her. I loved on her consistently. I prayed with her, gave her affirmations. I did the absolute most, and that's what you should do. Do the absolute most. Do whatever makes you feel happy, whatever makes you feel content. Try to relax your body if you can. I was privileged to not have to work, but if you are a working mama, definitely try to take as many breaks as you're allowed to. Know your rights as well as a pregnant person. Technically, pregnancy is labeled as a temporary disability, And so you do have a different set of rights once you are pregnant. And if you are in a job or career where your employer is threatening you or they are saying um, just very disgusting things to you or making you feel like you you don't have certain rights, then that could be a lawsuit for discrimination. And so a lot of good stuff um, to, to learn, especially if you are working mama. Um, how to mentally prepare for this moment is one of the more crucial items as well. During this time, I was not a doula, though I was in the process of wanting to train for one, a holistic doula especially. I really had the opportunity to practice a lot more yoga, listen to music that kept me at peace, that made me feel relaxed. But one of the things, and not everyone is blessed to have, you know, a kind of pregnancy like mine. And and I I can only hope that everyone can experience a pregnancy like this. Is that I I affirmed that my pregnancy will be a happy one. I will be joyful. I will be loved. I will be blessed. I will feel protected and just... I just want to be happy. And I was. I was very... I have never experienced that much happiness than when I was pregnant. And even now, uh, a year, 15 months later, being pregnant was the best time of my life. I loved it. I had queen treatment to the max. I could even hold... My mom did even allow me to hold the tray of grapes. (laughs) <laughs> let alone touch a garbage. I couldn't do a thing. And I, oh, I 
loved it. I love being treated like a queen, okay? I could kick my feet back all day. And so <laughs> I grew up in a family where there's only three girls. My aunts only had three girls, so we got a lot of princess treatment growing up. So that's all. I'm kind of used to that, but I just loved it. I, I loved the people that I placed myself around and how caring they were and how loving they were and how, how much they really paid attention to me and my body and what the things that were changing. And I had people around me that didn't impose advice on me or impose certain ideologies or beliefs on me. They wanted me to experience my pregnancy for me and they wanted me to do what I felt was right for my child and just be happy in that journey and they accepted anything that we wanted. My family was more than happy to hear that I was turning into a, a, a stay-at-home mom, a homemaker. They love that I'm homeschooling our kids. They adore that I'm extended breastfeeding because my grandma's breastfed all of my aunts, including my mom, of course, for over two years. Um, and she's had 10 kids. And so my family's like, keep breastfeeding, keep it up, keep it up. If you want to, give it to her. And so I just, I just, I love the acceptance and the pouring of joy and pride that I've been able to receive. And it's really helped me um, after pregnancy and, you know, just really start my podcast and things like this, because I, I want for other people to have that same experience and you can, and I'm here to give that to you and be your motivator and your speaker and let you know that you got this. There's nothing that you can't do. And it may feel like you're alone, but trust me, you are not. If you want to connect with me, we can definitely do that. I always have a link on my podcast, like the details where you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or on my blog, or however you want to connect with me. I'm also on TikTok. And we can actually talk. You can hit me up, message me, DM me, send me a voice note, whatever. And we can talk like it's a girl chat or it's a just a chat if you're not a girl. Um, and those are things that helped me mentally prepare for my pregnancy. I also did other things to prepare for labor itself um, because labor is a triathlon. You have to prepare. You don't just wake up today and say, oh, I'm going to do a 5K today. Unless you've been running your whole life and you that's technically you preparing for it. Um, no one just says one day, oh, I'm going to do this. And you never did any kind of, you never ran. You never even seen a 5K. You don't even know what 5K mean or nothing. So how you think you're going to, how you think you're going to do? You may do well, but you could have done better at the same time. And so that's what we want. We want the best. And we deserve the best. We deserve all good things. Say it with me. We deserve all good things. And so one of the first ways that you can manifest and bring in those good things into your life is to allow yourself to be open to those things. What are those things? So that when they happen, you can know and have some expectation on those things as well. And so there are a couple of things that you can do. Walking really helps. If you want to prepare for the triumphs and the waves of labor, one of the things that I did is I got an ice cube, hold it in your hand, one minute intervals, and really just like hold it, even if it's dripping all down your arm, hold it in your hand for one minute, 
put it down, let your hand relax, because that's exactly how a contraction is. Let your hand relax, hold it in two minutes. Let your hand relax, hold it in three minutes, and do it up until five minutes, because that's typically how long a contraction can last. I've had a contraction literally last me like 10 minutes. It was the worst. It had no peaks, no dips, I mean. It was just peaking, and it just kept peaking. That was annoying. And so... Um, that was definitely one of the ways that helped me mentally prepare for what labor may feel like. And it, it gave me a lot of things to anticipate. You also want to learn about spinning babies. If your baby flips, like our daughter flipped while she was inside at 38 weeks, 38 in like four days, um, which is closer to 39 weeks. And... My, with my knowledge of spinning babies, I was able to actually flip her back. So what that means is typically you medical professionals or whomever is birthing you because you can have a you can deliver a quote unquote breached baby. Let me just start with that. But typically what most people would want is for your baby to be head down, snuggled into the pelvis, cervix and you know, just sitting right on top of the bladder, everything is just perfect there. What could end up happening because your baby is in water, they move, you move, they may have something, you may have something. There's a lot of reasons why your baby will flip and move around. It's like a snow globe. They have that ability. And Jen, our daughter actually was was head down. She had actually was starting to descend down. And she somehow, I don't even know how, she ended up sideways, which was so uncomfortable. I don't even know why she did that to herself. And then she ended up with her feet down. And I I could actually feel her make the movement, which was even scarier. Because I can feel ankles on my damn areas that shouldn't have ankles. <laughs> and so... Um, there's a few different exercises you could do walking for sure walking on a curb with that like up and down movement will definitely help kind of like shimmy them a little bit into an uncomfortable position which would hopefully help them descend back head down jumping jacks having maybe spicy foods or something sour would help um definitely talk to your doctor if you're going to try anything crazy do not do castor oil you're just going to have lots of diarrhea it's not it's not fun um you would want to do like a curl um not but like curl tuck your body in like the fetal position there you go you want to do the fetal position <laughs> um and you want to do that over and over again eventually they will move it's just not comfortable the other way. So they will move depending on how quickly you, you saw it. Your medical professional should be able to tell where, the, where your baby's head is. And so they can let you know depending on when your appointment was or is. And you can also ask them to teach you how to find out. They can show you how you can feel for the head or maybe the back or um, their feet. And so that you can also be, you know. You can know your body too, girl, because this is your body. You should know it more than anybody else. That and then just, you know, last minute things, getting everything ready. This is the time where a lot of us, I am a natural nester. My life is nesting. I get into moments where I just want to clean the house, 
head to toe. But on regular clean days, it's a regular Haitian clean. I mean, you're cleaning everything. There's no such thing. There's just no such thing. And so, um, you know, you're you're trying to figure out what, what are maybe new products you're trying to introduce into your home. Maybe you didn't have products that were safe for infants and babies. Um, maybe you're looking into, you know, maybe you're a candle person and you want to switch over to more safer candles or you like incense or, you know, glades or airworks. You know, there, this is the time that you might want to start switching over products, laundry detergent for sure, cleaning any laundry, any um, of your baby's clothes, sanitizing their toys, their swings, the definitely want to sanitize the car seat. You might want to put in the car seat, test it out. If you're not 100% sure about it, you can go to your local fire department and have them test it out for you as well. Um, like I mentioned, sanitizing everything. And really just taking the time, especially if uh, if this is your, it would be your first child like it was for us. We really took a lot of moments for ourselves to just appreciate it being the two of us. Because we knew and we understood that once I gave birth, it will never be just the two of us again. For the rest of our lives, we will always have a child, you know? And so that was that was kind of hard for us. We didn't really have the chance to just be married and just be husband and wife because we were pregnant our, whole, our first year of our marriage. And so we really took that, those 10 months to really appreciate one another and really love on one another and just say goodbye <laughs> and, and it's as, as crazy as that sounds but we had to come into that reality that our lives are going to change and we're going to be parents and this twosome is going to be a threesome and especially if you are already a threesome you already have a child and you're looking into adding another child that is another thing that you have to you know mentally prepare prepare for as well your family your other child would have to prepare for a sibling dynamics change whether it's from one to two two to three three to six or however if you happen to have you know multiples but <laughs> things can happen things happen really quickly do and so you want to take those moments to to love on the dynamic you have now and see how we can still implement that dynamic in a new chapter or in a new way. And that's, you know, that's really being pregnant. Most women make it until 38 weeks. 38 and a half, closer to 39 weeks is considered full term in many medical um, professionals, I guess, opinions. Um, what is considered late is 42 weeks and beyond, so 42 and 3 days. A lot of locations will not allow you to go past 41 weeks and like 6 days. And so um, those are also options that you would want to talk about. What happens if I am 40, you know, 41 weeks and 6 days? What Do I get induced tomorrow? What, what is the game plan after that? What, what happens? What are some things that we, I can do naturally to help soften my cervix and prepare for labor? Um, you know, just learning what does your mucus plug look like? How, 
how it is removed, knowing that not every woman's water breaks, not every woman's water breaks at all, especially if you have a C-section, your water never broke. Um, I just learned that, so thanks, Mandy. <laughs> um, I actually broke my own water as I was pushing, um, so I didn't have the whole, oh my gosh, my water broke, and then, no, I was already on all fours pushing, and then my water broke. <laughs> and so this is a great time to really, you know, just try to talk to as many women who, or many birthing people as you can, discover what their experiences may have been like, see what yours is like, try to document as much of it as possible, especially if you are considering having more kids, just so you can have a nice comparison, um, especially if you are doing a home birth or a birthing center. We did a, a birthing center at first, but definitely next time we are going the home birth route. I will be my own doula, but I, I still will have another doula present because the more the merrier. I want as many people there as possible. And um, I would just have a midwife. Again, uh, we loved having a midwife. I, I, I just love it. I love the experience. And that's really, you know, the bulk, if I was to put it in an a simpler way of your pregnancy journey from the point of knowing to birth. And as crazy short as that may have sounded in this entire podcast, it's a tremendously difficult journey for a lot of people. It's an incredibly blessed journey and you know joyful and very happy journey but everyone's is different and that's exactly why podcasts like this are important because we want to display and advocate for all people all birthing people who have different experiences and you know especially with different ages and ethnic backgrounds or however all of our experiences are different and all of them matter and so if you are a birthing person and you want to share your experience definitely reach out to me and we might be, we could plan for an interview day. Brain fart is happening now. And so if you are interested in being on the podcast or if you're interested in sponsoring our podcast, please connect with me and reach out to me. You can find my like contact on my website. I once again, always have it in the description of every podcast episode. So connect with us. We would love to meet who you guys are, everyone out there. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. And thank you for listening. I will see you guys next time. Later.